welcome to the Career Proing Podcast. I'm John M. O'Connor. We're here with Giuseppe Grammatica. Grammatico, how do I say your last name? Did I get it right? Which one is you right? You got it. Grammatico. Grammatico. You Grammatico. got it. Grammatico. <laughs> Very good. Well, you got to get that right before you talk to someone on your own darn podcast. But anyway, man, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, well, how about just GG? No, that's probably your wife or your significant <laughs> other calls you that. So I'm not even going to go there. We, we're not on complete nickname basis. I just want to make sure that people can pronounce all these wonderful letters you got in your name. So you're, I'm in North Carolina right now. You're in, of course, you would be in New York or New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Which one is it today? New Jersey. All right. New Jersey Shore. (laughs) Very good. And I know you, I know that's a fake accent you use for your podcast. So, um, you got it. (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to talk about something super important, Giuseppe today. And and that is entrepreneurial options, hiring yourself. That's a subject I know you're super interested in. So am I, because we counsel people who are executives in transition. We do outplacement for companies. And we want people to have a hiring yourself mindset. And before we just absolutely jump in, give me some background. Why are you interested in this subject? Why did you get going in this business? And, and what makes you still really enthusiastic about helping people hire themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. And and to your point with the name like Giuseppe Grammatico, uh, that's why my, my website, I, I went with a GG, the franchise guide, because no, no one could spell it, let alone uh, pronounce the name. So, you know, we had, we had to be difficult here, but uh, all joking aside. Yeah. My, my background, you know, it was, it was pretty interesting. I'm, I'm first generation Italian. My, my, my family immigrated here many, many moons ago. Um, so I'm the first generation, first generation to actually go to the college. Uh, my family owned a, uh, an Italian restaurant here in central New Jersey, which I worked my entire life and realized I, you know, loved business ownership, but hated the hours of nights, weekends, and holidays. So, you know, what I did with, you know, everyone else did, I went to the corporate route, went to college, got my MBA, uh, did really well, was in the, uh, the investment field in, in uh, New York City, and just was making good money, but not happy, not, not just not happy with the day-to-day, had no control, had a five-hour five uh, round-trip commute door-to-door, and we wanted to start a family. And I said, you know what, if, if I want to see my children and my wife, I better make some changes here. So um, you know, looked at other jobs. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of spinning my wheels here. We're not really making much progress. I'm, I'm not going to really, uh, be happy working for somebody else. So went the entrepreneur route, spoke with business owners, hired a business coach. We figured out, I, I like systems in place. Uh, ironically work with a franchise consultant, which is what I do today, uh, 16, about 16 years ago and figured out, um, you know, love the systems in place, love the, uh, kind of business in a box. And, uh, decided to go the franchise route and I've uh, been doing it for 15, I believe 15 plus years. If I, if I probably lost track here and love it, I love running with a, with a, a business day one, not having to figure out a brand or, um, how a pro, you know, the product or service and, uh, you know, love what I do. And then I, I, you know, owning my franchises. And then I saw the need that a lot of people don't know that we exist and I love to help people, you know, figure out if business ownership is the right fit, which it's not always the right fit. And then figuring out if it's franchise or non-franchise. And, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest decisions you can make and figured I could save people a hell of a lot of time 
and a lot of money uh, by helping them make that right decision that, that best suits their needs and you know what they're looking for. Well, we want to talk about that. We're going to have some time to talk about that, but I want to go back a little bit further. You said you grew up working in your parents' restaurant that they mm -hmm. owned. Talk about the experience of business ownership. I know some people you work with have never owned their business. They, they're, they would be first generation to own their business, but talk about the importance of that upbringing to you to, to bring into account how important it is to have an ownership mentality. How were you brought up? Give us an image of what you learned in your parents' business. Yeah. So, I mean, I was brought, being first generation, number one, college was everything. So that was the priority one, two, and three. Um, school came first and then, and then it was work uh, in my household. And, uh, you know, with business, I had a, the highest bar, right? Um, you know, the bar for me was we came from, we came to this country, not even speaking English. This is my, my, my parents. And um, not only were they able to learn English on their own, not from school, they were able to, you know, to have a successful business. So that bar was elevated. So anytime I complained, you know, I, I heard that story. So basically there was really no complaining in my household, but I, I, you know, I got a firsthand experience as to, you know, what true business ownership was. It wasn't just, you know, I'm working for a company and just doing marketing. I got to experience everything. So I got to experience cleaning the bathrooms and the toilets I got to experience, you know, preparing salads to the financials, to the marketing and advertising. So uh, I, I, I think I got a really good picture of what an entrepreneur is. And an entrepreneur is not, I'm just going to lead the company and everyone's going to do the work. It's really learning the business inside and out, being able to step in and, and fill any role. And uh, I think that hard work and, and appreciation made me who I am today. Um, you know, you could study it and you could talk about it. But, you know, walk the walk, actually go about and, and run that business when when your employees call out and you're doing you're washing dishes and cooking and answering the phones, uh, actually experiencing it, I think, is, is key. And that's probably, you know, one of the lessons that looking back without the experience, I don't I don't think I'd be here today. Well, that's good because people inside of them just, you know, at some point they I know every <clears throat> talk about college, every college guy I knew about junior year was saying, Hey, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to, I'd like to own a bar. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> you spend so much time in a bar. That's why you want to own a bar. But right. some people were brought up with business ownership. Some of the people we counsel have been in corporate career and they're, they're saying, you know what, this isn't everything that, it, that it's cranked out to be. And sometimes the option is, Hey, let me augment my corporate career with a franchise with business ownership in some way. But I know that we espouse and we we get along well because we we talk about having an ownership mentality over your career, and that translates to a number of our clients have started businesses, built consultancies in between their jobs, but also have said, you know what, I want to go into a, a business that's established so I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I don't know what the percentages are, Giuseppe, but um, what are the percentages if you're an executive and or anyone really who starts a business on their own, non-franchise? I've heard, I mean, the, the numbers I've heard are about 80% of small businesses fail in the first five years. And out of the something like 80, 90% that make it, most of those are franchises because they have products, a system in place. It's hard enough having your own business, but mm -hmm. having to do it all from scratch is even more difficult. And boy, have we seen that in the last uh, year as well. 
What are your thoughts on success in ownership, franchise versus scratch startup? Right. I, I've heard I've heard similar numbers, 80, 80% uh, fail within the first five years. Um, there was a stat on the one-year number. I don't have that in front of me. Um, I don't know necessarily, you know, the IFA sometimes publishes reports and I don't like to use those specific reports or stats because in my opinion, it becomes, it almost becomes irrelevant because it's all, you know, I, I take a step back. So stats aside, yes, the, the, um, the odds are definitely, you know, in the first five years as a business owner, you may not make it. So what are the reasons? And there, there are a million reasons, you know, do you have the capital um, you know, in franchising, it's once again, do you have the capital and it's up to that interview process between the franchise, the franchise company that w- what we call the franchisor and, and the individual, but more importantly, you know, let's assume you do have the capital it's running or getting into a business that matches what you're looking for. I mean, it's pretty basic and pretty simple yet. We, most of us, you know, from, from my experiences working with, I can't even tell you how many people, well over a thousand people. Uh, in my career, uh, get it wrong. You know, they they go after the shiny object. They go after, I want to own that Subway franchise because I see a line out the door and I heard so many people can make money or they were ranked in Entrepreneur Magazine. And I said, you know what? That's good information. You should have some some know-how as to, or or, or know, you know, how the, the company is doing, the franchisor. But more importantly, um, you know, what is the ideal situation for you, right? What is you know, not just the business, but the vehicle. So the business is, is it a subway? Is it an employment service? What have you, you know, what is truly going to match what you're looking for and what is your ideal, uh, role as a business owner that, that you need to figure out with putting all your, 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 um, uh, you know, opinions aside, you know, forget about what makes, what makes money, what you don't think makes money, putting all that aside, what's your ideal role. And then we'll figure that part out. So there's, there's a lot, more to it than, oh, let me do this little online test to see which business matches up. Let yes. me, let me right. go to a conference where there's going to be some businesses that are that are out there. I want to own a business so bad. And I've heard this one and the hearsay is this, and this is hot. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe I should own a crypto business or a, a gold business. I don't know whatever's in the, you know, gets passed around, but you're saying that there's more of an in-depth, like we believe, insight into the person. You go inside first a little bit before you start deciding on, hey, I'm picking a business. No, you're, you're being drafted almost into a role uh, or, or being cast into a role in a way when you work with, in a way, early someone like me, then perhaps someone like you or at some point. Um, what do you say to that insight? Because I know a lot of people just, they 100% focus on the business, not necessarily the role that they'll play. Talk more about that. Right. And, and that's where you get into a little bit of trouble. So when you do a lot of these, uh, self-assessments, some are better than others. I personally don't use them. Um, I've used them in the past, you know, kind of gone through them personally. So sometimes you get led down the, the rabbit hole, you know, what kind of business you're looking at restaurants, what type of restaurant, how many employees it doesn't question like someone like myself, well, why do you want to own a, a, a restaurant? Why do you want to be in that? It doesn't really question. It kind of just one question leads to the next. And now you're looking at restaurant franchises when you shouldn't even be a restaurant owner to, 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 you know, to begin with. So um, I always say that the simplest approach in anything, and by the way, 
that's why, you know, we get along. Our businesses uh, kind of work, they work really close together, right? Figuring out what you want. What's your ideal life? So fast forward in three years, what does your life look like? Uh, you know, your ideal life in that so that you're, you're happy, you're doing what you want to do. Uh, employment and or a business, they are simply vehicles, right? Th these vehicles are going to get you to, to where you want to be. And what people forget is, um, you can own more than one vehicle as you can own more than one car. You can own one more, uh, one or more or a dozen, you know, vehicles. It could be a job with a side business. It could be, um, you know, not, not working for anyone ever again and having, and having 10 different businesses and maybe just one business and investing in the stock market. So there's various vehicles and here's, here's the, the secret. And I can say this because I worked in the investment world. I've helped multiple people. There's no right or wrong. You know, we don't care about the opinions of, uh, you know, family members and friends and what they think would be best. You need to put all that aside and figure out what's best for you. So going back to what I was saying, grab a piece of paper, answer simple questions. You don't need, you don't need anyone's help in doing this. Where do you want to live? You know, how much money do you want to be making? Um, you know, are, what, what's ideally, what's your why? You know, my why is spending time with my family, traveling the world. We have, we have a lot of family in Europe. Uh, I want to be traveling there with my entire family, experiencing, you know, meeting, meeting my, my, my extended family. I can't, I haven't met my entire family. That's how big my family is, experiencing foods and different things. So it's really stepping back and looking at, okay, this is my ideal life. It may be a job. It may be a combination of, of job and, and business and things like that. But figuring all that out, once you figure all that out, what are your strengths and weaknesses? You know, what, what, where do you see the opportunities? So given your network and your strengths, what opportunities uh, present themselves and putting all that together, you know, and, and figuring out the ideal business from there. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, what is your ideal role in the business? If your ideal role is to just handle marketing and, and, and the business kind of runs itself, great. You know, if your ideal business is just coaching people within uh, your organization and, you know, maybe these are salespeople and everything else is kind of run by a general manager, what does the business look like? No, no kind of, a, you know, putting all the opinion aside and then from there, figuring out what businesses match your ideal life versus this is a business I'm interested. In. I'm going to, I'm going to change my life and saying, okay, I only want to work five days a week, but I'm going to change that to six or seven because I want to own a restaurant, you know, that, that type of business. And I know I'm going to be on call. So, um, if you, if you do it that way, you have definitely a, a, a head start compared to someone else looking at the, the actual product or service first. Talk about a success story that you've seen. Just, you don't have to get too specific, but someone who may have said, nah, not interested in, in business ownership, but they, they worked with you. You got inside their head. You took them, you know, to a good place. What are they doing now? Why are they excited? Yeah, we, we definitely, we, we keep everyone confidential. And, um, um, but yeah, so just for, you know, to, to give an example, we, we don't sell the idea of business ownership, right? We, we do a lot more, uh, education just to give people examples and options. So what does that look like? Someone had uh, contacted us and uh, they weren't certain um, as to, uh, you know, they had a really good job and the idea of owning a business, you know, we haven't figured out if franchising was the right fit, but they wanted, they, they liked the idea of owning a business, but it scared the heck out of them. The, the, the risk 
the, um, you know, the amount of money that they had to put up front. So we took a, st- a step back and said, okay, you know, ideally what, what does your life look like? And they said, well, I have my, uh, you know, my son is going to be born here in, in the next couple months. Uh, I, I definitely want to spend time with them. I don't want to be, um, you know, at a, a physical location. I, I want to be working from home if that's possible. And I said, sure. I mean, a- anything is possible. Let's, let's, you know, dig a little bit deeper. And as we dug deeper, we found out he had a lot, lot of interest, definitely, uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, um, was a great fit for him, um, realized there was risk, but was, was, was able to say, okay, it's, it's, you know, risk and reward, right? I'm going to, I'm going to invest X amount, but I project to make uh, so much per year. And this individual learned about semi-absentee ownership. And what that was is that, uh, this, this particular person was able to keep his job and run a business, uh, investing anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a week in this particular franchise. So number one, did not realize that was even uh, an option in the franchising world. And they had a bunch of other assumptions, like you needed millions of dollars, which in this case, uh, we weren't even close to that. Uh, so there was a lot of assumptions and what we call preconceived notions. So, uh, this, this individual said, okay, you know, I said, everything else sounds great, but what's holding you back. And he just said, you know what? I, I just, I want to do it full time, but it scares me. I, I have my son, my son's going to be born soon. So we went the uh, he went I should say the semi absentee route and kept his job had a great paying job six figure plus income and was able to to run this business and employ uh, em- employed um, a few bi- a few family members uh, to run the business and that person a year actually a year uh, just almost to the day it was last February opened up his business um, is now um, thinking about leaving his employer to run the business full time so. Um, number one, you know, he realized that there were businesses you can kind of slowly get into. So keep your job, minimize the risk, you know, keep the, the income steady, uh, but did not realize like, wow, you know, th- this is an option. And with funding, did not realize all the, the various um, funding methods, like utilizing a retirement account, such as a 401k and all the other options out there that were available to him that he had no idea about. So this person is doing well there. As I mentioned, they're a year, uh, just over a year in, a year and a couple of weeks, I believe, doing extremely well, happy with the business to the point where now after a year, they're like, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to leave my job and, uh, you know, start my business. I, I mean, continue with the business, go, go in full time and utilize the, uh, the, uh, the uh, health insurance plan that my, my uh, company is going to put together. So, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that. And that seems to be the, the one thing that people are worried about the risk. And, I tell everyone, owning a franchise—I I use this term quite a bit—is uh, or a a business is, is like building a safety net. And you know, we we buy health insurance and we buy life insurance to protect our families. Health insurance, obviously, for our health, and uh, car insurance for our vehicles. But you know, what do we do for our careers? And no one really does anything about it. And it's it's really not their fault. They're just you know they haven't been taught this, including myself. So owning a business is a safety net. Owning a business is the one thing you have full control over to an extent, obviously. There, there's the economy, what we experienced with COVID. But you know, working for someone else is, is pretty damn risky. You know, and, and, I, and I say that because people don't realize that, yes, they're, they're, oh, they have a $100,000 salary and bonus and health insurance. You know, th- that can all be gone within a week's time. And there's not much to show for it aside from the experiences, and now you're back interviewing again. There's no true control. 
you know, we, we, we work for an employer, which, which by the way, there's nothing wrong with, I, I want to be very clear, but is the, the control aspect is, you know, who's the job? What happens after that? We have a 401k, but that 401k to an extent isn't in our control. We're investing, you know, passive, you know, passively in a, in some mutual funds. Right. And we're not even controlling that aside from the allocations. So they realize, okay, okay. You know, you made the case for having a safety net. What, what does that look like? And it could be a simple part-time franchise where maybe you're spraying for mosquitoes um, and that business is run on one, one, uh, one full-time, one part-time employee while you keep your job, while you transition into that. So, you know, think, think about that safety net, think about insurance and really protecting your job, especially in, you know, the, the crazy times we've had with, uh, with the pandemic we're experiencing. What are some of the reasons you shouldn't start a business right now? What are some things in life that you say, hey, take some time and research, but don't get, you know, don't do this right now. Reasons to not invest in a business. Um, you know, I, I don't use the, the economy or, um, or anything like that. I mean, we're always going to have ups and downs in the economy. And, and with that being said, there's, there's a lot of opportunity um, with, given the pandemic and what's, and what's been going on. Um, I would say the only reason is number one, you're just not mentally there. You're not mentally ready as far as, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure where I want to be. I have too much on my plate. This, this is, this is something that's going to take a lot of your time. Um, even if your intention is to run it part-time, but making sure you're at the mental, you know, you have the mental capacity to really sit down, figure out the business and be 100% sure about it. Um, financials are also a, a big thing. If you're going to go in all in, you know, and, and this is one thing a lot of the franchise companies do an extremely good job on is, you know, when they give you their investment, they give you, they, they factor in six months, sometimes living expense. So they'll, they'll have that conversation because if the investment is a hundred thousand and that's all you have to your name, probably not a good idea, uh, since, uh, it may take you uh, several months to start generating, um, income or, or any revenue. So, uh, depending on what that business is. So uh, making sure you have the the financial capabilities. Um, anyone that works with me, we put them in front of a, uh, we do a, they do a free consultation and they'll do a full funding analysis to, to see what, you know, what kind of loans they can get, what their options are. Um, you know, kind of, you know, if the investment's 300,000, just say they know exactly what, what type of liquidity and uh, cash they'll need, you know, what, what kind of cash injection they'll need. So um, but the, 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 the other thing next to financial is, is, you know, kind of where you're at, are you able to make this decision getting, you know, if your spouse, uh, your partner, whoever, whoever is going to be involved in this business, they have to be on the same page as you. Uh, I talked to couples where maybe one is gung ho on the business and one is the complete opposite. That's a, a big, big red flag. Um, you know, you, you, if, if you're married, just to give one example and you're buying a home. You're both there looking at homes, making those decisions together. So uh, your partner, whoever that is, uh, needs to be on the same page as you. And I've seen, I've seen that where I've, I've actually interjected and said, you know what? I don't know how this is going to work if, the, if just say, uh, you know, the, the wife is, is, is ready to buy the business and the, and the husband has a lot of reservations and, and is completely against it. I said that not only is, is the business in jeopardy day one, uh, now you're looking at possibly the marriage, right? The whole, the relationship. So um, you know, money, where you're at mentally and, and kind of, you know, you know, making sure everyone's on the, on the same page, involve your family. If you have, if you have children, let them know. Um, I started the business before, 
um, or my first business before my, my, my first son was born. But afterwards, when I launched my other businesses, it was a family meeting, letting, letting them know they were fine with it. But I, I like to let everyone know what's going on because dad was going to be putting in some extra hours. Things were going to be maybe a little bit lean in, in, in the very beginning with my new venture. So um, I think just having communication, being open and upfront is, is, is definitely key. Well, I also would want to emphasize too the mental aspect of this. If you're not in a position mentally or you're going through super stress, <clears throat> this can take a little time to get things up and running. You, you, right. you, you might have stress enough to motivate you, but don't be under duress. Like, hey, I'm, looks like I'm, we're heading toward divorce or, or I've got some real problems with my teen. Hey, there's no ideal time to start a business or right. to look into entrepreneurial adventures, but there is a time. I think the time is now to be educating yourself, but don't feel undue pressure to, to buy a franchise, make a big move. Sometimes I work with clients who need to get that main job and they might come back with you and say, Hey, I've settled some things down. My life's gotten a little bit better. I had a health challenge with my child. I had a, you know, potential cancer, uh, biopsy done. Like, Hey, that's highly emotional. Like stay cool. You've got time. You can explore. They're not going to run out of franchise opportunities or business ownership. This is America still. We can still do this. So I want to emphasize that, that we're, we're always in a hurry in this culture, but you can not be in a hurry and make a better decision, but be, you know, be ultra communicative. Like you said, there's no perfect time, but, but sort of know yourself well enough to say, Hey, it may not look like it, but I'm under a lot of stress here. You know, let's timing could may not be right, but the time might be right later. But education, and I'm going to finish with this question. How important it is it to have a relationship with someone like myself, someone like you, to not just make a decision, but educate themselves so that they make the right decision? It, ab- absolutely. You know, we there's there's you, we talk about fear and anxiety and oh my gosh, there's so much risk and I, I don't know what to do first. And, and, and whether it's you know, finding a job or taking an offer, a business or both, education is key. You know, my, all the information that I uh, provide, including e- even my service, is, is 100% free. And I, and I realize that's not the case in every business. But with the education, you know, we take a step back and say, okay, education's free. I have all this knowledge. Now, what the heck do I do with it? Right. How do I, how do I apply all this information? I know all the stats on franchising. I know all the stats on employment. I I think we're going into an economy, but you know, that's all great, but how do I actually apply it? So, you know, utilizing and and working with someone like John or myself, uh, number one, interview us, interview John, interview me. If it's not a good match, move on. You know, I, I hate, I hate to say that, but life's too short. I only work with people that I, I enjoy. Uh, I have a podcast as well. I invite people I, I enjoy talking to. Life's life's too short. I mean, that's why I got into business ownership. So make sure there, there's that right fit. And with the right fit, it's not just a, a personality thing, but figure out, okay, um, you know, are they listening to me, right? You know, I've, I've worked with people that do what I do and they, on that first call, they're like, you know, Giuseppe, nice to meet you. It's been, you know, 10 minutes. You know, I've learned a lot about you. I recommend uh, a few franchise companies and, and I, and I go, well, how the heck can you recommend anything to me? And you don't really don't even know me. You didn't ask about my goals, where I want to be in 20 years. Uh, my current situation, it was just kind of some, some chit chat. So, um, you know, interviewing, getting to know the, you know, as I mentioned, the information's free, but that information and, and the point I was, I was, I was trying to make earlier was 
having that information will reduce the anxiety once you kind of, I call it chunk it down and say, okay, what's, what's keeping you up at night about owning a business? I could lose my money. Great. You, okay. Let's, let's look at it. What's the investment level? Okay. It's a hundred thousand. What, you know, what are you making at your job right now? What do you have in savings? Okay. So we break it all down. Now we have a list of questions we can ask, you know, you know, being in the franchise space, having the benefit, we can ask the franchisor. And now we can also ask the franchisees and ask 10, 15, 20 franchisees, how long did it, how long did it take you to make money? So you were cash, uh, uh, cash flow positive, excuse me. How long did it take you to break even? You know, we're coaching you through the right questions to be asking each of the, each of the franchisees as well as the franchisor. So Gathering all that information reduces the fear, reduces the anxiety. It may be where your anxiety is gone, your fear is gone, and you, and you realize business ownership maybe wasn't the right fit or that particular franchise. That's great. We got educated. We learned about the industry. Let's move on to the, to the next. And, and same, I, I, in my opinion, goes for employment. Let's, you know, can't figure out which, which job. Okay, let's look at which, which is going to give you the not just compensation, but which is which is going to be sustainable, which is going to give you the the biggest and brighter brightest future, um, you know, so that there's promotions down the road. So gather that info, but don't don't get overwhelmed. So kind of the last thing, when you're looking at franchising, don't look at entrepreneurs' top uh, twenty franchises. Guess what? They constantly change in many cases. So you know, if you're going that route, you're going to get inundated with info and, and I think uh, it confused more than anything else. You know, gather some information on just general business ownership, speak with some professionals. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you have to put it all together and make that final decision. Well, that's great. That's uh, We align with that. People pay us, companies pay us to do our work in the career search and the job search. Mm-hmm. But often we're you know, recommending top service providers, and and you're absolutely one of those, or in the top recommendation side of our list. And it's important to work with career coaches, alternative career coaches, with people when you're exploring these options, especially you know, really at any age. But if you're having that pivot and you're having that thing in your stomach, that burning part of you that says maybe there's something else, consider franchising. Talk with Giuseppe. Talk. talk with myself and and our companies, and we'll try to help you as much as possible as we educate you along the way. All right, Giuseppe, how do people get get a hold of you if they want to make a direct contact? And we'll let you have the last word. Yeah, and no, I appreciate it. Uh, so you can go right to my website. It's a GG, and my initials because it's so hard to spell. So GG the franchise guide. It's spelled G U I D E. So GG the franchise guide.com. Got a few resources on there, um, free um, book download. Uh, so you just click on uh, the uh, book tab and it's a, a book I wrote during the pandemic last year, walks you through the entire process. Uh, we also have a, a webinar. So if you don't have the hour to invest, it's, it's consolidated into about 20 minutes. And lastly, our podcast where we'll be having uh, John O'Connor uh, on, on the show, hopefully here in the next week or so, uh, and other professionals from uh, funding to attorneys, to accountants, to even franchise companies where you can uh, learn a little bit in uh, typically 20, 30 minutes. So definitely take advantage. If you, if you want to reach me, you, there's a contact button right on there, or you can call me directly. I answer all my, all my uh, phone. There's no uh, virtual assistant, 908-873-6134, or just go to the site. And as I mentioned, you can get right on my calendar. 
Giuseppe Cromatico, thank you so much. Looking forward to talking to you again on this subject and others, and we will continue our conversation and networking from New Jersey to North Carolina and beyond. Absolutely. John, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Got it.